Welcome to our show, Holding Ground. My name is Laura Richer. I'm a psychotherapist and the owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. Each week, I'm joined by another therapist from the Anchor Light team to tackle important topics in mental health and psychotherapy. Our goal is to promote well being by normalizing mental health challenges. We are here holding ground for you every Tuesday morning at 9 30 a.m. on KKNW. I am back after a little bit of a hiatus with my co-host, Michelle Mooney. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Laura. So excited to be back. Yeah, we were just noting it's been since May, so we're super excited to be back here. Yes, we took a little bit of an extended summer break, but we have been very excited to get back because we have so many great topics to talk about, uh, ranging from relationships to toxic work stress and everything in between. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be back here live on 1150 AM talk radio at our new time, which is going to be Tuesdays at 930 AM. And then you can also stream our show anytime on the KKNW website or search holding ground on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can find us anywhere. So yes, very excited to be back. And like Laura said, fresh topics that we think you guys are going to be really excited about. Um, just a reminder, you can find us all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. And then you can also uh, schedule a free consultation with us if you want to talk to one of our other licensed therapists at anchorlighttherapy.com slash get started. Thanks, Michelle. Well, so today we have a topic that has become more and more popular. I hear a little bit more, or I don't know, I think this has always been a thing, but it's, you know, with the, with social media and, um, you know, access to people's online information. Now we deal with something called retroactive jealousy in relationships. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think maybe we've always had some of this, but, uh, with, with social media, we're seeing it more and more. So, Michelle, what is retroactive jealousy? This has always been a thing, I think, even even before Mm -hmm. social media, but now we have a term for it, right? And then we also, yeah, we're seeing a lot more of it with social media because it's very um, accessible to do the research, the detective work that satisfies this craving. So retroactive jealousy is a condition where we essentially experience obsessive thoughts about our partners, maybe their past uh, sexual history, you know, how many people have you been with mm-hmm. is a big question mm-hmm. that comes up with this, but also just uh, general like surveillance of what their past relationship was like, mm-hmm. seeking out affirmation that, you know, no, you are better than this past partner, all of these things that go into it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little bit more prevalent now with social media, because mm-hmm. in the past, we could really probably only get information from our partners themselves. And so they could mm-hmm. really be discerning about what they chose to share about their mm-hmm. past relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about when me and some of my past relationships ended, you know, thinking back to in the, in the nineties, when my high school relationship ended, I didn't know any, that was it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about what happened to that person. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know who they were dating. Mm -hmm. There was really no information about them. And so if I was dating somebody new and they wanted information about that person, it would, all they would get would be what I was willing to share with them. Right. 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 But today we can go online and find out every detail Mm -hmm. from who they're dating now, what they look like, where they work, maybe even their criminal background. Sure, yeah, depending (laughs) on what they post on Facebook, Yeah, Yeah. So that gives us a lot of opportunity (laughs) to really fixate on what past partners have been doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of that is normal curiosity, but sometimes it can become um, 
really can sabotage your relationship. It could become intrusive. So, I mean, what are some behaviors you might notice if you are experiencing retroactive jealousy that isn't in the moderate range, that it's something that's becoming problematic? Mm -hmm. Well, if it's getting to a point where you're very preoccupied around thoughts uh, about your partner's ex-partners or collection Mm -hmm. of ex-partners, right? If that's constantly on your mind. So these obsessive thoughts. So when we talk about OCD, what that really breaks down to is this obsessive thought, right? I need to know what they look like. I need to know what they did for their job. I need to compare myself. And the compulsion is actually whatever behavior relieves that obsession. So usually most commonly that is either checking social media Mm -hmm. to again, do detective work on that person Mm -hmm. or seeking reassurance from their partner Mm -hmm. um, affirmation. But really these are only temporary fixes until that obsession starts to come up again. You know, and I think there's an argument that could be made that they really aren't fixes at all. I mean, you might have, you might feel a compulsion to act on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it is really important to talk about how this can be a form of OCD um, that is treatable. You know, and some people's OCD might focus on being, you know, fear of of germs or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's all kinds of things that people can focus on when they have OCD. So this is just another place where sometimes people who have a OCD, this is where their mind focuses and that mm-hmm. there is treatment for that. But what you're seeking out to soothe your anxiety in those moments when you have that compulsion can actually make you feel worse. So mm-hmm. being a social media stalker and obsessively looking at somebody's ex can really just open up more questions. It can offer more opportunity for you to compare yourself to that person. And it allows you to start creating narratives because we all have wild imaginations sometimes when it comes mm-hmm. to our, our partners and their exes mm-hmm. of, of what this relationship could have meant to our partner, what, what the ex is really all about. And, you know, we're just doing this through some, you know, curated Instagram page that, mm-hmm. that may or may not really be accurate in any sort of way. Right. Yeah. Cause we all try to advertise things, right? So if I go to my partner's uh, past partners, uh, Facebook page, right. And I'm looking at their education, you know, piece mm-hmm. and it says, Oh, I went to Stanford. Well, maybe they went for a, a semester and dropped out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if I'm comparing my education to that, right. Yeah. Then I'm feeling bad and I'm creating mm-hmm. this narrative about how you know smart and wonderful this person was when in reality, right. It's only what we're seeing on Instagram and we usually don't post negative stuff. Yeah. No, I rarely see anything negative on an Instagram page. Um, so you're creating a narrative about who this person is. And, and, and often the narrative is to compare yourself to them. And then in that comparison, you're feeling less than. Mm-hmm. So why in the world would we do this? This is just sounds like a, you know, a, an activity of torture. Mm-hmm. To somehow, I think a lot of people do it for a sense of security, right? Mm So, oh yeah, I am more attractive than he was, right? Mm -hmm. Or I am better educated or my family does look like, you know, we're much happier, you know? So we, we do these things to make us feel better about ourselves in that way. And then seeking the affirmation from our partner. No, Laura, you are the prettiest person that I've ever dated, right? And the most well-educated, you know, and (laughs) gosh, we have so much fun together, more fun than I've ever had, right? So we're seeking that reassurance in some sort of way, that validation that we're superior. Yes. And so then there, here's the question. Why do we need to feel superior? Why do we want to make sure, because we already know, this is the thing that I find interesting. We already know that the relationship didn't work out. So we're comparing Mm -hmm. ourselves and we're obsessing 
over a relationship with a past partner that we know didn't work out for one reason or, or another. These people have decided they are not suited for each other mm -hmm. and they have moved on. Mm -hmm. And now you are with this new wonderful partner. Mm -hmm. Why would we just continue to compare ourselves to somebody that it didn't work out with? Right. Good point. Right. Mm -hmm. They're with you now, mm -hmm. right. For a reason. They're not with that past partner. So there's a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. So somebody can have very low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Some people can have an attachment wound, which is essentially they never attached effectively to past partners or uh, their parents early on. Right. So they don't feel connection in a healthy way. They mm -hmm. seek it out maybe too much or they push it away too much. Um, but also things like general um, anxiety, again, uh, negative of self-narratives, past trauma. So again, that can be if you were cheated on in the mm -hmm. past, right? You want to make sure, okay, I'm superior to X, Y, and Z, right? To make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, there can be a lot of reasons why folks do that. So let's kind of take a deep dive into some of those reasons, because I think it'd be great for our listeners to have a few examples of, of how, for example, uh, having a past trauma could manifest uh, retroactive jealousy. And Michelle is our trauma expert mm -hmm. here at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. So Michelle, do you have any examples or any thoughts? I mean, I, I know you mentioned like a past infidelity is a good mm -hmm. example of how trauma could inform someone having a retro, having retroactive jealousy. Mm -hmm. So yes, past relationship insecurity, but also primarily those will come from early on in life. So let's mm -hmm. say you have uh, parents that were emotionally neglecting you, right? They they didn't fill your bucket of uh, encouragement and reassurement and support, right? So you never had that, right? So mm -hmm. you might start to assume I'm never going to have that, right? I have to track it down and chase it down. So again, these behaviors can alleviate some of that anxiety that can come out of those experiences mm -hmm. to, you know, essentially and reaffirm that there's stability here. This person's not going to leave me like maybe some other people have. Yes. And, and that's what anxiety, any form of anxiety, including OCD is working to do is to, it's trying to keep us safe. It's trying to ensure that we have control of our environment by having all of the information. And so mm -hmm. retroactive jealousy says, if you can fully analyze your partner's ex and make sure that they're not better than you or that they don't, you know, have anything on you, then you will be safe. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. It, that that is a maladaptive coping skill, meaning that it's something that we do with the attempt of of feeling better and soothing ourselves. But in mm -hmm. the long term, it's actually going to make us feel worse, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's that immediate fix, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're comparing it to something more severe like alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. Immediately in that moment, I feel better, but overall, it's not going to mm -hmm. do me no favors in all areas of my life, but particularly relationships. Right. And this is where that hits hard. Right. You know, and I think with clients, I often see this with um, clients who are maybe struggling with their um, sense of self-worth um, and their value in a relationship. And so if, they, if you're questioning your value in a relationship or or what your partner might see in you, it might be easy to start to look at their past relationships to try to figure out, you know, well, what is it that I have that maybe this person didn't have? But again, if you're seeking a sense of value or self-worth outside of yourself by comparing yourself to other people, um, it's just not going to work. That is some good work to do in therapy. That mm -hmm. is an internal process. There's really nothing that you're going to look at comparison wise, that's going to help support you. And also, you know, if you were to look at your partner's past uh, partners and see that they were terrible, awful people that were unattractive and had, you know, and that maybe were just uh, 
had low morals that you didn't agree with or that they they just were lesser than in some sort of way this is actually not going to make you feel better Mm -hmm. this is going to open a whole new can of worms sure yeah and again in the moment people we might feel like okay you know but yes overall that that would not be the case right because what this is really talking about is insecurity with self Mm -hmm. right otherwise we wouldn't have to check and compare in the first place right so that that's the deeper issue and you know if you don't believe these good qualities about yourself if you don't believe why you're partners with you they could tell you all day long why mm-hmm. they are if you don't already believe that stuff for yourself you're not going to believe that it's not going to permanently alleviate that no no and you could be a wonderful person but if you don't see that there's mm-hmm. nothing in the outside world that's going to affirm that for you mm-hmm. so again if you're struggling with your own sense of worth or self-esteem or why what value you bring to the relationship that's really some of your own work to do in therapy mm-hmm. your your partner is is not going to be able to do that for you and like you said they can tell you all day long how amazing you are if you don't feel that mm-hmm. that's not going to make mm-hmm. any difference mm-hmm. yeah so think of it as you know a beast an active beast right and all these behaviors we're doing we're feeding that right mm-hmm. so if we take it away right it might sound very easy okay just stop going on social media or going on social media for that function mm-hmm. sounds easier maybe said than actually done right mm-hmm. breaking that habit not looking resisting that urge blocking that whatever it is you have to do because again if you're feeding that beast it's going to continue to live mm-hmm. and retroactive jealousy you know at its most heightened state is a form of obsessive compulsive disorder mm-hmm. so these are going to be obsessive intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. compulsions to go try to get uh, more information whether like you said going on social media or repetitively asking your partner to tell mm-hmm. you the same, you know, asking the same questions over and over again. And that's going to be really destructive and sabotaging to your relationship, which mm-hmm. is exactly what you're trying to guard against. Mm-hmm. That's the irony mm-hmm. of all of it. Um, so, you know, a lack of boundaries. That's another one I see where sometimes mm-hmm. people have uh, retroactive jealousy will show up is if I don't have good boundaries with other people, if I'm not if I have very porous boundaries, if I don't feel comfortable telling other people no, um, I don't feel like I would really make the choice, you know, if someone was to do something that that was harmful to me, I'm not positive that I would choose to remove myself from mm-hmm. that situation. I'm going to, again, have anxiety about relationships and I'm going to want to try to manage them to keep myself safe. And so mm-hmm. looking at a partner's past might be a way to do that. You know, maybe I'm not sure I would break up with a partner who cheated on me. So I'm going to try to see what my partner's values were in their past relationships, Mm -hmm. see if there's any proof that they cheated on past partners or past partners cheated Mm -hmm. on them or, Mm -hmm. or if they were sexually promiscuous or, you know, there's all kinds of ways that that could manifest. And again, Mm -hmm. knowing your boundaries knowing, feeling confident enough to tell people no, or that you will make choices for you that are in your best interest Mm -hmm. is work that you need to do on your own, which is a lot of what we talk about in therapy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because with that lack of boundaries, then we can start to tiptoe into believing these narratives. Right. So, uh, yes, my partner only dated blondes in the past, right. I'm a redhead and well, I better switch to blonde because Mm -hmm. that's what they really like. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I'm playing uh, as uh, that narrative is actually true versus Mm -hmm. again, he, this person's with me now, Mm -hmm. right? There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, stepping over those boundaries in that way too, for yourself, your personal boundaries. And if I'm a redhead and my partner happens to sleep with a blonde and I know that cheating is a deal breaker for me in relationships Mm -hmm. and that I would just remove myself from that situation while it would still be disappointing and painful, 
I don't necessarily need to try to manage what mm-hmm. happened in the past or, or kind of live in those anxieties. So mm-hmm. yes, boundaries, boundaries are important for everything. Retroactive mm-hmm. jealousy, just being in a relationship, boundaries and self-esteem are really good building mm-hmm. blocks that you need to have regardless of, of what's going on. Right. So Michelle, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about OCD and what someone who really, you know, is, is really suffering. It's, it, we're, we're not talking about a natural curiosity or a little bit of like insecurity. We're talking about somebody who is really has some obsessive compulsive symptoms around this and, and it's focused on retroactive jealousy. What might that look like for somebody? Well, I think OCD is actually misunderstood in a lot of ways, right? So, oh, you like a clean house, you must have OCD, mm-hmm. right? It's one of those things we throw around in pop culture, mm-hmm. just like, oh, you you like looking in the mirror, you must be a narcissist, yeah. right? Well, yeah. there's more to it than that, right. right? So if somebody is preoccupied about cleanliness or germs, right? This is a thought that's constantly on their mind. It's coming up several times a day, right? I can't wait to get to the kitchen and wash my hands. I need to do that. So the only thing that relieves that intrusive thought is the actual behavior mm-hmm. of washing hands or uh, cleaning the house. So that's why the people will do that. So in the same way, right, if I'm obsessed about who you've dated in the past, right, what their friend group looked like, what, you know, where they go to school, all this stuff, if I'm constantly fixated on it, it's distressing me, right? I might not be focusing at school or on the children or work, right? Because these things are so distressing. So then I check social media. Then I, you know, ask my partner for extra words of affirmation. That's the compulsion that ideally is relieving that obsessive thought is how that functions. So that, that's how it would show up in this case. Okay. Yeah. And so I, you know, I think some signs that maybe you've gone beyond natural curiosity, like you said, you're neglecting other parts of your life mm-hmm. that you're, you're spending maybe hours fixating on this and you're not getting your schoolwork done, or you're, mm-hmm. you're looking at the internet at work when you should be working or mm-hmm. um, avoiding other things because you're so fixated on this, this impulse that you need to find out more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, as we said earlier in the show, when someone has OCD, that anxiety will focus on a specific topic. So mm-hmm. it might even, it, it might not really even be about caring about your partner's ex as much as that you have this anxiety that needs to be worked through, mm-hmm. that it's not even about that. And sometimes seeking medical attention, whether it's therapy, um, can be really helpful. And also sometimes OCD is uh, treated with medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So if this is something that's super intrusive that you notice it's, it's taking a toll on your mental health or your inability, or you're not able to function as you normally would definitely seek medical attention. Mm-hmm. Um, for other people though, where maybe it's not to that level, but it is a problem or, or distressing to them. What are some other things they could do to, to try to manage the, the impulse to be a social media stalker? So one thing, again, is you can try to reframe the meaning of your partner's prior relationships and just who they are in general, right? Giving them the benefit of the doubt, again, that they're with you, reframing that narrative of maybe all of their past girlfriends did have blonde hair. They might hate that, right? And now they're finally like, thank God, a redhead, right? Or someone with a shaved head or whatever it is they're finally looking for, right? So you could actually be meeting more of these things things than your partner ever has, right? Mm-hmm. So again, if we're looking for those things on social media, that's not, indi- you know, an indicator of what our partner is even wanting. Yeah. These relationships didn't work out. That's a good thing to try to hold on to if you find that you're, you're comparing it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, maybe what they've experienced up until this point is not what they wanted. And mm-hmm. so there's really no need to compare to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that that is, I think, a lot that happens in relationships is that we are constantly learning about ourselves through relationships, mm-hmm. and that a lot of what happens when a relationship ends is that we leave uh, with with experiences that we grew from and that that are positive, but we'll also get some clarity around what we don't want anymore. And mm-hmm. so, if I am constantly comparing myself to my partner's ex, you know, there could be some things about their relationship that they actively don't want mm-hmm. in this current relationship. So there really isn't a lot of information there. Mm-hmm. Right. My partner went hiking all the time with his past, you know, yeah. girlfriend, right? He might hate hand- hiking, <laughs> right? So I don't need to go to REI and buy all the hiking stuff yeah. just to match that image, right? Yeah. So there's more information. Or so. be jealous that this this ex was quite the hiker. I mean, maybe my partner really wants some downtime and some Netflix <laughs> and some, you know, takeout. Right. They don't want to be right. camping in the woods all the time. Right. It's funny. I hear that from people who are dating online a lot. It's like, everyone's a, is a hiker. You know, not everyone is. So- <laughs> Well, I will say in this area, a lot of people do portray yes. that, right? Yeah. So, oh gosh, everyone has the athletic photo or the, you know, I, I um, summited Mount Rainier photo and right. all that kind of stuff. So we can compare in that way. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe I just want to have a pizza and watch a movie. Is yeah. that okay too? Um, I mean, and while know, that is an but, amazing accomplishment, yeah. summit Mount Rainier, I certainly don't want to do that. Yeah. So, so if I was looking at a, you know, if my partner was looking at my past ex who was doing that, thinking that that's what he needed to amount to for me to be happy, mm-hmm. he would be mistaken. Yeah. Like, oh no, another hiker. Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh, I need yeah. a nap. So yeah. And I think another thing that I think is important that we lose sight of is that just like you have exes, your partner has exes, mm-hmm. just like you have a past, your partner has a past. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy for us to say, well, I didn't like that relationship. It wasn't meaningful to me. And, you know, but, but we're so quick to think that there's a lot of meaning or quick to think if we have retroactive jealousy, that there's a lot of meaning in our partner's past. And, and the past is meaningful. It contributes to who we are today, but it isn't who we are today. Just because mm-hmm. I was with a certain type of person in the past doesn't mean that's who I want to be with today mm-hmm. or who I even am today. Maybe mm-hmm. I've changed in a lot of different ways. Right. Maybe I had an addiction in the past. And so I, I went out and did a lot of partying and now I don't have that addiction. And so my mm-hmm. life is very different. So mm-hmm. comparing your partner to who they were in the past is, is not really going to do anything in the relationship either. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Another place we can see this show up in our work, Laura, is um, sometimes couples come in with this and this yeah. is a big, um, you know, uh, contention point for them is, you know, well, she's so fixated on all my past relationships. It's really getting in the way. And then, yeah, well, you are only we're with blonde women all the time. What am I supposed to do? I'll never measure up. So this can be something that really brings folks into couple therapy, but you know, this is an individual issue more than it's a relationship issue. Now we need to have the conversation about it, understand maybe where each other's coming from, right? what does trigger this about you. So maybe I can try to avoid or support certain things. But at the end of the day, this is a a you issue, Mm -hmm. right? So again, going back to how do I work on these things, like my attachment wounds, my trauma, my overall anxiety, right? The things that are informing these things. So this is definitely an individual therapy issue. One thing I do when I have couples who have retroactive jealousy going on in the relationship on one side or both. And that is something that we see very common. It's very common um, is they're talking a lot about their past relationships to each other. And people do that for different reasons. I Mm -hmm. think one reason is 
it's almost a defense mechanism in saying, I was hurt very much in the past in this way by this person. And I want to make sure you're not going to hurt me again. So I'm going to tell you all the things Mm -hmm. that I didn't like. And maybe I'll tell you some of the things I did like, because I want you to do some of those things. Mm -hmm. The problem is we don't really hear that from our partners very well, that kind of comparison. Mm -hmm. So I would advise couples and everyone has their own level of comfortability with what they're comfortable talking about, what they want to know about their partners. And so this is not, you know, a hard and fast rule, but I don't see a ton of value of talking about past relationships in your current relationship, unless there really is something that your partner, your current partner needs to be aware of. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I would agree, right? Mm-hmm. There are definitely things that they might need to be aware of, right? What was a gross opportunity that came out of that relationship? Mm-hmm. What What is something that, um, you know, kind of like when we meet a therapist, uh, a new therapist for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, I'll always ask the client, okay, what did you like? What worked well for you about your prior therapist? Mm-hmm. And what do we want to avoid? Now it looks a little, a little bit different in a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. but, you know, for instance, if there was domestic violence in your prior mm-hmm. relationship, right, obviously that's something you want to avoid. So, things like that, I think are really important to know. Um, You know, obviously things, if you are, um, your partner has children and you do have to interface with that ex, you know, that definitely should know that. Yeah. Yeah. They should know a little bit about (laughs) that person. Right. But also things that are really important to discuss are things like sexual health. Right. So did you, you know, happen to um, get something from a prior partner, right? How do we navigate that together Mm -hmm. in our sexual experience? So there are things of value to talk about, but Mm -hmm. you know, what, pant size were they right no we don't need to know that yes (laughs) pertinent information to them and things that they may need to know that might impact their life or your Mm -hmm. relationship with them Mm -hmm. your partner having a rock and your ex having a rock and body that's not information that they probably (laughs) need right 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 (laughs) comparisons in that way can only serve to be destructive Mm -hmm. you know even discussing past in terms of uh past sexual relationships outside of sexual health reasons Mm -hmm. related to sexual health um, may not have a lot of value. So if Mm -hmm. there is something that you need to share that you want your partner to know, I would ask, you know, what is this, is this pertinent to our relationship right now? Mm -hmm. Why am I sharing this information Mm -hmm. with my partner? If it's to relieve anxiety or to get validation Mm -hmm. in some sort of way, it's good to question, you know, do I need them to do that for me? Is this my own personal work? Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see a lot of value in most relationships to share a ton about mm-hmm. the past. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you're saying, if it directly affects your partner, then that's mm-hmm. something you want to share. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I would, I would be cautious. Now, again, we might have mild curiosity, sure. but I think, yes, there is a fine line. That yeah. And different people have different tolerance levels mm-hmm. for that so some people might be a little more you know feel a little more insecure and so we certainly need to don't need to if that is the partner that you have Mm -hmm. who has some insecurities you don't need to beat them over the head with your past Mm -hmm. relationship and what you and your ex did and the other side you don't need to self-edit so much that you act like you didn't have a life prior to Mm -hmm. to meeting them so Mm -hmm. I mean I think it's a it depends on the person and there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of navigating what Mm -hmm. works for people but in terms of couples therapy, I usually don't see a ton of value in that. Do you, right. do you ever see that as something that's really valuable? No, because if it gets to the point where we're headed a couples therapy about it, right, it's probably a larger uh, invasive issue in our relationship right. beyond the natural curiosity. So if you're starting to feel these behaviors, checking in with yourself, what's the motivation of me, you know, crossing this line? What, why am I trying to do this? Is it, I'm truly just interested from a human, human behavioral standpoint. Sometimes I like to know 
maybe more a little bit right in the, general the, you know because I, I, I want to be like maybe. okay well this yeah. is where this might be coming from and now I understand you better for x y and z now I'm not recommending that necessarily but I'm not doing that because I need to compare myself I'm doing that because I just am interested so asking yourself is this curiosity but I'll you know is this you know to am I going to start comparing myself or change who I am, right, to fit this mold, right, then that's not a good place Mm -hmm. to do it. Um, So, and then also not violating your partner's uh, boundaries in that. So if I'm just really curious from a, you know, human behavior standpoint, my partner doesn't want to share, don't push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like, if it's information that you really need, Mm -hmm. um, that's relevant to you and your health or safety or impacts your life in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. Yes. But a lot of stuff about the past doesn't fall into that category. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you are experiencing retroactive jealousy moderately that you don't feel, uh, requires medical attention, here's our top eight things that you can do. One, stop engaging in activities that lead to jealousy feelings. So probably don't be a social media stalker Mm -hmm. or a real stalker. Yeah. Or real (laughs) or doing any drive-bys or anything like that. Right. Uh, two, accept that just like you, your partner has a past. We all have had past relationships at some point at Mm -hmm. a certain age Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't necessarily mean anything that's that significant. Mm -hmm. Do your own work possibly in therapy or possibly just self-discovery, self-help type work to discover Mm -hmm. what your underlying insecurities or issues might be. Um, Talk to someone, talk to a friend. Sometimes friends can really put things in perspective and Mm -hmm. say, okay, you are telling yourself quite a story here Mm -hmm. and maybe take a step back Mm -hmm. that this isn't, you're making meaning here Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. Um, And then they can help, which is reframe the meaning of your partner's prior history that, Mm -hmm. that if you're glamorizing it in some sort of way, that's making you feel insecure. Right. You know, again, these people are not together anymore. So that probably isn't true. Mm -hmm. Um, identify the cause of underlying insecurities that are unrelated to your partner. And finally do the work to cultivate healthy self-esteem and know your worth. And again, a lot of this is individual work that doesn't Mm -hmm. have anything to do with your partner. Right. Finding the root cause of your negative self-esteem and then starting to heal that. Right. Cause again, if we're just looking at social media or drive-bys, you know, hopefully not so much. (laughs) We're filling in the blanks that almost confirm how we're already feeling about ourselves. So if I feel bad, right. Okay. She looked good in that outfit. She must be a size zero and that's way better. Right. So we're filling in these blanks that are just not going to make us feel any better. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no value to it. And again, if you suspect you're suffering from uh, symptoms of OCD that might need a medical intervention, you Mm -hmm. you want to consult a doctor. So I can't believe it, but we are out of time for today. Thanks for tuning in to Holding Ground, the show that brings you a little bit of everything in the realm of mental health and positive psychology. You can find us here now every Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. or listen to us anytime on your favorite podcast streaming platform. So we will see you next week. All right. See you then. Thanks for tuning in to Holding Ground. You can hear us here every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. on KKNW. I'm Laura Richard, at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. And we'll see you next week. 